Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Yes, it was amazing. Thank you so much. And I have the 
distinct honor to co-host this morning with Alexander. I call him Alexander the Great. He is standing in for my amazing co-host Trevor Houston, who is in need of prayer this morning for a family emergency. So thank you all. And thank you, Alexander, for stepping in. How are you this morning? I'm excellent, Dr. O. Excited uh, for this interview and excited to learn more about the queen of the hour. So yeah, happy to be here. Thank you for asking. Thank you so much. It is such an honor all to welcome the beautiful queen that is standing and sitting next to me on stage, Dr. Amy Rucker. Many of you know her from Club 111 right here in Breakfast with Champions, but she is so much more than that. She's an amazing author, best-selling author, an entrepreneur of the Women's CEO Network. She runs completely a, a network that helps women globally to amplify themselves, and it's such an amazing network. She is also a first-generational pastor. She has a digital marketing agency. Guys, she is the guru of so many things for God's glory. Please help me give a warm welcome to the amazing Dr. Amy Rucker. Woo -woo. Dr. Amy, how are you? Listen, I'm absolutely wonderful. Good morning, uh, Alexander and Dr. Rowe and Breakfast with Champions. <laughs> yes, it's, it's uh, great to have you on this other side of things. We have learned so many amazing things about you. And I met you back in, uh, I believe, March of uh, last, of this beginning of this year. And I've just seen you do so many and incredible things. So I have to just start out with this. What is the greatest compliment that you've ever received, Dr. Amy? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm really not sure. I would have to really think about it. The greatest compliment that I've ever uh, received. I would say I'm going to just do one that was definitely recent. Um, one of the students that was really struggling with giving up on uh, high school and also life. And then they, they simply came to me and said, you know, I would drop out of school if it had not been for you. If it had not been for you, I, w I wouldn't come to school. I, I probably wouldn't even uh, want to live life anymore. But because of you and because of your encouragement and what you do and bring to my life, I, I, I continue on. So that was one of the greatest accomplishments that you can impact somebody in such a way that they want to uh, keep that hope and keep moving. So I would say that that has been the latest that I can think of off the top of my head. You know, and that's powerful. I think, uh, I don't see Dr. Rowe, but. I'm back. Um, okay, right. there you go. Go ahead. I, you know, that, thank you. That does kind of touch upon something, right? Because you're quite a stunning woman. You're well accomplished. You're successful. There is a slew of compliments that you could have chosen, but yet you chose the compliment of impact. Why has making an impact been so important for you? And what does that kind of mean going into the new year? How are you ramping up your impact? Great question. Um, 
it, it means a lot because it's it's what you're actually doing with your life. Life is not always about everything that you go through, but it's about what you can give back to others. And so every day, Alexander, I strive to make an impact. Every day I actually wake up and I said, God, who do you want me to touch today? Lead me to the people that I have their word because sometimes we don't realize that our obedience is what gives breakthroughs to other people's lives. And so I make it a point to be able to bring light and be uh, bring love and send joy to somebody that may not have the strength that I have or the faith that I have. And so if I can partner with them, um, it, it does me a lot of justice to be able to. And I think it um, a great wise man said these words is that um, it's not about always who you can, uh, what you can do, but it's who you can also help. And so I, I live by that to make sure that I'm being um, an example for other people. So I hope that answered your question, Alexander. Oh, Great I felt I felt that, Dr. Rowe. Over to you. I mean, excuse me, Dr. Amy. Over to you, Dr. Rowe. Yes. And Dr. Amy, I've been one, wanting to ask you this for a long time, especially since you are one of our favorites in Breakfast with Champions. If you could have breakfast with any business guru, who would that be? Ooh, who would it be? Um, I think it would be... I really love Myron Golden. I think that I could sit and learn so much content from him in such a short time. So I would have to choose Myron Golden. I've been, he's been my virtual mentor. Um, every, uh, every so often God will give me a voice that I need to listen to in the seasons. And so if it's, um, and lately it has been, uh, Mr. Myron Golden. And so I've been reading his books. I've been watching his videos. Um, I've attended some of his programs. And so um, I'm really excited to just learn more from him in 2022. So that would be the one person that I choose. That's amazing. And what an amazing person to choose and mentor to sit down for breakfast with. And with that being said, and I wanted to start out light this morning because so many people have heard some incredible things about you. But what is something that we at the Breakfast with Champions Millionaire Club don't know about Dr. Amy? Oh, there are so many things that I could I could absolutely share. Um, I don't know how deep I want to go as it relates to that, but I'll give you guys something that you you should know. Um, it is not always where you start or how you start, but it's definitely how you finish. And so a part of my life, you guys, I was raised in a single family household, but I had an amazing mom. But a part of her story and a part of her life is there was a time where she was like, uh, she sold drugs and, and this is, and this is the real thing. And so um, she was not just the drug dealer that she sold it. She was like the supplier. And it had, it was like the craziest thing knowing that like, okay, but I seen God shift her life and I seen him do some miraculous things. And, um, it, it was a beautiful thing to know that you can come from a story like that and God can really touch your life and it just be so transforming. And so it doesn't matter if you started from a, um, a situation where you may have been born out of wedlock. It doesn't matter if you're born in a situation where you didn't have a, a lot, you can choose to change the trajectory of your life. It doesn't matter the cards that you dealt. You have to be willing to play those cards and partner with God and, and he can shift your entire story. And I think one other thing you guys don't know about me is I have the opportunity to have contracts here in Las Vegas with 29 different school districts where I run an organization for youth where I'm able to impact their lives. And I've sent 
over 150 youth to um, a Tesla to work at different programs. So I have a partnership with them. And this year we're getting ready for our next cohort so that we can send some youth. And so to be the person, the last hope for some of these young people to be something that I didn't have when I was growing up is so amazing. And so a lot of people don't know that I'm so hands-on with the youth that I speak um, in multiple schools and that I have these programs that really, really assist these kids so that they could build a future um, that they deserve as well. Wow, what an amazing <laughs> feat and what a champion you are for children as well. We love hearing that aspect. Something else you shared with me, and it brings me to the statistic you also shared about in the two weeks we are in right now, it's the highest statistics for breakups for people just before New Year and also the highest rate of divorce in January. With that being said, Dr. Amy, I know that you are also a champion for helping people with healthy relationships and not uh, be in toxicity. Can you share a little bit more about that with us? Because we want to do prevention on the stage today. Absolutely. Listen, that statistic is absolutely true, uh, Dr. Rowe. A lot of people don't realize is that uh, holidays and things like that have a great toll on relationships. And so most breakups happen at least two weeks before Christmas and the highest divorce rate in America is during January. And part of it is because um, a lot of people do not know how to communicate their needs. They do not know how to utilize conflict resolution skills or tactics in order to negotiate in the relationship to, to really speak to what it is that they want or they need. And so when you realize when it comes to relationships, I've been doing relationships, you guys, for over 10 years. Um, it, it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. I've helped many couples save their marriages. Um, I've changed, helped singles get uh, married. There's a lot of different things that uh, God has given me the ability to do. But one of the things that I'm really proud of that he helped me uh, to realize is that to teach people how to fight, to really elevate their conflict resolution skills. And so um, I would love to talk about that, Dr. Rowe, if you want me to, but I'll pass it to you. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Go ahead. So um, there's three things. So get a pen, get a paper. I'm going to give you the three T formula really quick that people do not realize as it relates to relationships. One thing about relationships is that we'll always hit a role will always hit this thing called conflict. So if conflict is inevitable, then managing conflict is going to be the key. But when we think about conflict, we always think about the negative. And so uh, conflict is not always negative. There's a few things that conflict can do for your relationship or for any, and it's not just relationship on a romantic level. We're talking about relationships in business, relationship to your children, relationships to your coworkers, uh, employee to employer. And so there's a lot of different elements as it relates to relationships. And so the things and the principles that God gives me, they work in any spectrum. That's the thing I love about principles is that they're transferable. So it'll help you in platonic and it'll help you in romantic. And so the first thing that I need you to think about with conflict, I need you to realize that conflict exposes three things. It exposes the person's heart, it exposes the person's character, and it exposes the person's motives. And so um, you have to realize that when you get, when people are angry, they usually speak what's in their heart. And so 
if conflict, you guys, is, in, is inevitable, then we have to realize we have to learn how to fight. And so God gave me this formula as it relates to uh, fighting in conflict. And I know it works. It's guaranteed to work. It works uh, time and time again. And I get people that read this and like, wow, like I, I never knew this. This formula is so great. And I call it the 3T model. And so before I jump into some of the rules that um, I have that I got that I wrote down, this 3T model is tone, timing, and temperament. And so basically your tone, your timing, and your temperament are the three key elements that can navigate your and self-regulate you during conflict. And so first one, when I deal with tone, we all, all we have all heard the saying that it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. So your tone is going to be critical in the relationship or in relationships because the first three minutes of any conversation, whatever the tone is set in that in that um, in that conversation, will determine how the conversation will go. So make sure you write that down. The first three minutes of any conversation is the most critical because it will determine if the conversation goes past that three points. If you get another conversation, that first three minutes is going to be so critical. So the first thing you want to do is monitor your tone. Um, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. So you have to watch how you're saying things. So, for example, Dr. Rowe, if, if you say you didn't like that your husband had to be out late at night or something of that nature. So this there's two ways you can do that. Right. To express the need. So both parties feel like they're heard and their needs are getting met. Right. So first, here's tone number one. I don't like when you stay out late at night. It really bothers me and it really gets on my nerves. That's tone number one. Tone number two is, hey, babe, I'm really concerned that at night, I, I really get concerned about you being out late. Do you think you can come in a little earlier? Because I really be worried when you're out late and you're out on the road or whatever the case may be. Which tone do you guys think that they will reply to, Dr. Bro? Most definitely the latter. Exactly. And that's because the first tone puts a person in defense. The first tone puts a person in, in a mode where they will close off and they probably won't respond in the best way. Because usually what happens is a person will match your energy inside of, con especially in conflict situations. And so the second tone was more open. The second tone was inviting. And the second tone, you were able to open up in the, in, and create a safe space. So even if you're working in a deal, a partnership and negotiation, you have to monitor your tone because sometimes our tone can be taken wrong because of, remember everybody, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So Dr. Rowe, do you want me to keep going or you want to jump in there? <laughs> I'm going to let my co-host jump in first with a comment and then we'll both jump in and let you keep going because this information is so incredible. Go ahead, Alexander. No, yeah, I, I really do appreciate this comment, and, and it's excellent, especially when you kind of get to see it role play. I know it's funny on this platform when you don't have like a back and forth, but hearing the two sides and understanding, you know, how do I step into that? And that's what's interesting. I, you know, yesterday we had an, I, I was, had the pleasure of interviewing Stephen Kuhn, and he talked about this against energy. And when you have that one tone, it's almost like the way you're speaking is against them. And then the other tone is the way that you're speaking is with them. And so it's just so aligned to, I think, a message we all need to hear. <laughs> because if 2021 showed us anything, it's all about relationships. Absolutely. And whenever you can master these little tips and tricks, you're going to – it's not just about marriage. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Rowe, but you can take these, the, these tips that you're giving – 
as a parent, as a friend, as a, as a manager, as a boss, as a CEO, as an employee, you know, relationships and the way you speak to each other is just imperative. And so this is a must needed lesson. So thank you. Thank you so much. No, yes, they are transferable. That's the beautiful thing about principles and teaching principles is that they're, they're transferable in any arena. So you're absolutely right, Alexander. And so the next one, you guys. Is hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. It's timing. Um, I know sometimes people feel like they have to say stuff right at that time, and I should have said this. And so you have to be careful with timing. So I'm going to give you guys a quick example, right? So Todd and Mary is at an event with their coworkers, and Todd says something or crack a little joke that Mary do not like, and it made her feel embarrassed. And so Mary has to ask herself, would this be a great time to tell Todd what's on my mind? Like, hey, Todd, I didn't like what you said to me, blah, 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 blah. No. And so what I tell couples is to simply wait for a better time and so you want to get to a space where you guys are in your pup in your private setting where nobody else can you can uh further inflict wound on either party in the relationship and so you want to wait for a better time timing you guys is an act of self-awareness if you just fly off the handles i want you to know what you're doing you're actually reacting versus responding reaction is a fleshly thing while responding is a spiritual thing because a response takes you time to evaluate, it takes you time to process, and then you respond to a thing. But most people are so quick to react to a thing without first one, taking the time to reflect, hey, would this be a good time? Monitor my tone. So now you're putting the formula together, right? I have to do this in the right tone. So I need to think about my words. Then I need to do it in the right timing. So that wouldn't have been the proper place for uh, Mary to tell Todd. And so what she needs to do is take a step back and wait till they get um, into the, the better time. And I didn't say the perfect time, just a better time so that she can uh, sincerely express her feelings. And then the last T, you guys, in, in this particular formula is called temperament. Um, so temperament is how you tend, it, it's derived about who you are and how you approach situations. And so it's gonna be your time, your tone, and your temperament. A lot of times people feel like, well, they're not paying attention to me. No, their temperament may just be monotone or their temperament may be calm. And you have to understand communication styles when it comes to that. Some people are um, passive. Some people are passive aggressive. Some people are just aggressive and some people are assertive. So those are different communication styles. And so based off the temperament of a person, it will tell you how they will typically respond under conflict and so this will better help you deal with people and because one of the things i would do is when when i get in tough situations i kind of laugh at it um because i know god will fight my battles and i know that um there is no, no weapon formed against me will prosper right and so sometimes i kind of sit back and i'll laugh and so a person can easily be like thinking like well what's funny and so but they don't understand my temperament that's a way to keep me calm that's a way for me to process and so 
you have to really understand the person's temperament. So that, that 3T model formula is uh, tone, timing, and temperament. And when you put all of those together, you're guaranteed to approach um, this thing a little different before I give you some rules on how to navigate conflict. So Dr. Rowe, uh, do you want to jump in there about what I just shared? I absolutely love those three T's. I have a question. What happens if someone just flies off the handle? They throw all your T's out the window. They just forget about it at the moment because they're so angry. How do you reel them back or help them get to a better space? Well, well how you do that, it, it's, it's very quick. It, it, it's actually found in the first T. It's the tone, right? So guess what? If a person is really loud, don't match their energy. What you do is take a really low place and you really just and get real calm because usually a person, when you get really calm and they're really irate, it'll it'll change the trajectory of the tone in the argument as well. So all you have to do is say and then acknowledge that you hear what they're saying, acknowledge that you understand how they feel and you allow them that moment to either rant if that's what they want to do, but you remain in a calm place so that they can get whatever it is that they need out of them. And then you, but you always keep that soft tone, right? It's like, Hey, I understand you're upset. I really understand what you're going through, or I acknowledge that you feel that way. And so that way, because if you don't understand what they're going through, you don't have to say that, but you can definitely say, listen, I, I, I really hear what you're saying and I'm sorry you feel that way. So you want to acknowledge their feelings so they still feel heard. You want to acknowledge what they, uh, so they feel accepted and safe. And then you acknowledge what you hear so they can feel like their voice is being heard. But you always going to find it in that T. So even when another person doesn't use the T by product, it will work anyway. I hope that made, I hope that answered your question, Dr. Rowe. It absolutely I it absolutely does. I believe that it's so essential what you said about tone. And I had to ask because I'm getting back channel messages of, you know, people saying it's difficult <laughs> to not get angry and respond. And uh, you have covered that thoroughly. So because uh, well, they're not responding, Dr. Rowe, um, earlier I said that they're reacting. So it's it's difficult. So they're so basically there's two types. There's a reaction and a response. So a response will require a person to think a reaction. So it's difficult for them to react. Um, to what they're hearing. And so, I mean, to not react. So, but basically they want to get themselves in a place where they learn to respond because th those are two different things. So reaction is like, as soon as you do something, ah, and I'm going to yell back, or I'm going to jump back. It's like hitting your, your foot on the side of the bed and you'd be like, oh man. And you, you just react. So we want to learn how to respond because it'll, re it'll require us to really listen, to pay attention, to calm our own spirit and to really focus on uh, what's being said. And sometimes in conversations, you really got to listen to what it, what a person is saying that they're not saying. So I, I'll go back to you, Dr. Brown. Absolutely wonderful. Alexander, do you have a comment on what you just heard? Noah, you know, I, I, I love this conversation. I think it's much needed. I think that, you, you know, that's the key definition, you know, is are we reacting? Are we responding? And again, just to keep bringing it back, because I just I'm loving the synchronicity this entire week with all these conversations. And I'm just really feeling like it's God's way of telling us, like, we need to work out our relationships. We need to be taking the courses, reading the books, understanding the thought processes and making sure that we are putting ourselves in the best state of not just self-awareness, 
but our awareness, the awareness of how we communicate with others, how we interact with others, how we respond to others. And so thank you, Dr. Amy. I'm excited to hear your definition of the last T. Thank you so much. So I'm going to I'm going to get into the last T was temperament. But I'm going to I'm going to hop into some of these rules that you can set for fighting. I believe that there's some these are not the end all be all, but they will definitely help you um, inside of conflict, whether you whether whatever relationship it is. And so the first T I want I mean, the first uh, rule that I want to give you outside of the formula is to maintain emotional control whether big or small disagreements we know can be nerve wracking and it can cause you to be very anxious. And so we know that things can escalate very quickly. So you want to maintain your emotional control. That's rule number one. Rule number two, you want to choose your battles wisely. Every battle is not your battle. Every fight is not your fight. Uh, fighting over toothpaste and the toilet seat. Um, small things can ruin a good relationship. But the, the real truth of the matter is when you're fighting over little things, it's typically rooted at a bigger thing that you have not addressed. And so you definitely want to get to the root of problems when you're going through conflict. Um, you being late is not the root of the problem. Now I'm talking to employers, right? I mean, employ yeah, employers that have employees. Well, Crystal's late every day. And so instead of firing Crystal on the first thing, build a relationship with Crystal to be able to identify, how do I need to approach this? Apparently, her being late is not the issue. So we need to see what is the root of the problem. So I'm just using that as an example. Well, the root of a problem is Crystal may be going through some stuff at home. She's going through a breakup. She's been having some issues with her car. And so when you get to the root of the problem, um, you, really be, you really begin to make both both parties, it's a win-win situation. Relationships have negotiations all the time. And so most people, what they do is they want a win-lose, but relationships aren't built off of competition. It's built off collaboration. And so you can create win-win situations. Hey, Crystal, I noticed that you've been late. The you've been struggling to get to work on time the last couple of weeks. Is there anything going on that you would like to share with me? That creates a safe space for Crystal to open up and she's willing to share. So choose your battles wisely. Um, this one is so critical. Women, I want to give y'all the secret about men. Listen, I, I, I love this one. Um, and this can work in any arena again, but I want to talk to a men, real, uh, a men, woman relationship, right? And so this is the secret, Manny. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Any man on stage say, "Nope, Doctor Amy, you're you're wrong." Do not use information told to you in confidence against your mate. If you ever want to commit the ultimate sin, take a moment when a person was vulnerable, and they were at their rawest form, and they opened up. And they were willing to share and they were willing to give you uh, the, their, their purest them. And you then come back, take that information in an argument and weaponize it. They will never tell you anything again. You will lose the trust and you will eventually damage that relationship. Hey, Dr. So Rowe. I just want to say, Dr. Rowe, the mic cut out when Dr. Amy said that. I didn't hear what she said. Could she say that again, Dr. Rowe? It okay. cut out for some reason. I think you're just saying that, Ramon, because we heard it. Yes, yes. Amy, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <and> <laughs> yes. So listen, ladies, I'm going to give you the number one secret. Never do this to the man. And I, and I would love, Dr. Rowe, if a man, if the men can open up and tell me, no, Dr. Amy, you ain't right. That don't make sense. No, that's not true. Never use information told to you in confidence 
against your mate, especially for men, if they open up and they be vulnerable and they're transparent and they come telling you this stuff and they're and they're poking out these tears, that is a beautiful moment that you never want to mishandle. And oftentimes what happens, Dr. Rowe, and, and, and people will take these moments and guess what they will do? Their conflict, they will bring that thing up and weaponize it against their mates, which damages the relationship. So, Dr. Rowe, can we get some men that are mic up that are willing to tell the truth? They can tell me, Dr. Amy, nah, go back and research that. Do y'all think I'm telling the truth or what y'all thinking in, in Breakfast with Champions? That's <laughs> the truth. 100% correct. Truth, truth. <laughs> I'm seeing. Uh... You know, Dr. Amy, oh, sorry, Dr. Rowe, do you mind if I ask a quick question? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you, because I love this conversation. I think that there, there's so much truth to what you just said. And I think that's something that I'd like to kind of delve deeper into is why do you think that, you know, at times men and women in their certain roles are taught some of these behaviors like weaponizing vulnerable moments or like diminishing each other? Because we're seeing a shift in these relationships. And I think that one of the things that we've been learning is that there's a sometimes, oftentimes, an imbalance in the masculine and the feminine in the home. And so where have we gone and where can we go to kind of fix this so that we're not seeing these types of behaviors, that it's just the norm, that someone saying, hey, don't use someone's secret against them shouldn't be a mind-blowing thought. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So guess what? My app stopped. Alexander, and literally, it kicked me out. So can you please ask the question again? I'm so sorry. I don't know if you're pulling a Ramon. No, 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 no I'm, just I'm just, I'm just kidding. It, it kicked me I'm out the kidding. room. <laughs> so I'm no, like, I'm oh, no. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of us talk about the, the, there being an imbalance in the masculine and the feminine at home. And oftentimes these behaviors kind of come from that, right? Taking a vulnerable moment from a man and, and emasculating him by using it as a weapon against him. Men diminishing women and sometimes speaking to them in ways that aren't okay. These are, aren't, these aren't just innate behaviors. These are taught behaviors. If we know anything from psychology, you're not born coming out, you know, thinking these things. There's been environments. So what can we do to kind of shift the tide so we're not seeing these types of behaviors? So when someone says something like what you just said, which is so profound, but is it so profound? Should it be profound that you shouldn't weaponize those types of moments? Does that make sense? And yet it is. And so how can we get to a place that that's commonplace? It, 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 um, it is definitely uh, something that should not be profound, Alexander. So great question. I'll go back to the root. The fruit is just the, the cause of the root. You can, if you want to change the outer, you first have to change the inner. So what was you taught growing up? So there's three different things that happens that programs us. So we have verbal programming, what we heard in our home, is, is shaping why we do that, Alexander. And then uh, what we saw, so then there's the visual programming. What did we see? What was our model? So the modeling, right? What do I see in my home? Did I see mama do that to daddy? Did I see daddy leave for a couple of days and not talk? Like, what was it that I saw in the home that you have to go unlearn? See, a lot of stuff is not really about learning, but it's about unlearning a lot of things. And then there's our experiences, right? So those special ingredients that make 
make us who we are. Did people do that to you? Did, or were you the type that, uh, that when you would tell people stuff, you told it to people that weren't safe spaces, that always went back and told other people. And so now you do the same thing that happened to you because either you learn from a mistake or you become the very thing that you saw. So I think of what we have to do, Alexander, is really go back to what we were taught. It's no different than like money. You hear those questions like, what's your relationship to money? What was it? And so you got to ask yourself as it relates to you and your relationship. What did I see growing up? How did people handle situations? Did I see mommy and daddy argue? So then that way you can reprogram some of those bad habits that you had, and most people that are operating, that are very integral, they don't really struggle with this because they know how to be a safe space. They know how to operate in confidentiality. And so, because they know how much it could ruin people's lives if you do this. So Alexander, I hope that answered your question. So make sure you're paying attention to what you saw and then your experience will play a part in that. I love that. Back to you, Dr. Rowe. Yes, great question. And I must, uh, reiterate that what you described is also true of men with women as well, because there are people who break boundaries in uh, divulging information that should be private. And so I don't want the women to believe that this doesn't um, affect them as no, well. No, to the women too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you so very much. And, and I appreciate you. I am in the process of, of pinning your link right now to your incredible new book that you have that specifies ways that people can save their relationship. Um, let's see. I don't know if I, Ramon or someone, if I'm going to send this to you, can you see if you can pin this because I'm not sure. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Um, in the meantime, uh, Dr. Amy, as we're talking about relationships right now and people help, helping themselves and one another to thrive, what would you say is the key, the ultimate key, along with your three T's, for people to put that boundary in place with one another to keep secrets? I would, I would, I would, can you repeat the question? You said what would they put in place to keep yes. secrets? Yeah, well, what, what would be something that would allow them to have that boundary in place to be able to keep one another's secrets. And I'm talking about in a relationship. Like if there's something I don't want my husband to tell other people and I'm like, look, please don't do that. What can I do to ensure that something like that wouldn't happen or anyone else listening? Um, I, I think you just said it. You just uh, communicate the need. Like this stays between us. Um, honestly, me personally, I learned that if I don't want nobody else to know, I, I typically just do not share it. But in, in the in the case of being married, um, you just communicate the need. I say that's the only boundary that you can set and trust that your partner will hold their end of the bargain by respecting your wishes. And so the boundary that you have to have or the, the respect level that you have to have, it has to be clear. So sometimes people say, well, you didn't tell me not to tell nobody. So simply saying, hey, I, I appreciate if this didn't go anywhere further than us. So, I mean, the, the only thing you could do is communicate your needs and hope that the other person will be integral enough to keep it. Thank you so much. And that's what I was getting at, the communication, but wanting people to hear it from you, because sometimes we say it, but when the expert says it, people listen and it does save marriages. Just as your book, The Ten Rules for Fighting, that can save your relationship will as well. So 
as um, people get this link and it's coming up shortly, I know Ramon put your your um, your main primary link for people to get a hold of you. But as people get this link uh, to this book, uh, Dr. Amy, what is the main point that you would like them to see out of this? What would you like to see in relationships as people read this book from top to bottom? Oh, well, I mean, all of them are, are so critical, but if, if I could just give you just a, a summary to sum it up, I'll say a few things, but I'll, I'll definitely say this one. Never speak results you do not want. Um, don't threaten people with divorce, breakup, quitting. Like if you're walking out on partnerships or jobs and don't, don't threaten people because you might, in, um, you might implant or you might put a thought in a person's head that was never there. And usually um, when you speak results, you do not want, like say in, in marriage and you say, well, maybe we should get a divorce. That's very dangerous because you give the enemy opportunity to manifest the words that you spoke. So if you do not want the result, don't speak the result. And ultimately, Dr. Rowe, what people need to do is fight for the result they want and not to be right or wrong. Usually conflict, somebody has to lose. No, nobody has to lose. Both needs can be met when you properly negotiate within relationships where you can create, it, it, it's, it's no longer that mentality where it has to be, I win, you lose. Quit keeping score. And again, the biggest one I could tell you is don't speak results you do not want. Don't fight to be right. Fight for the result. And so there's a lot of great tips in that book. But listen, uh, I, um, I think that that answered your question. And Yeah, that's that was so powerful, Dr. Amy. I appreciate you so much. And it's so true. We talk about the power of words so much. So that's like right up my alley. I love that. Because uh, you don't want to speak things into existence that you don't genuinely want just because of the heat of the moment. And what's funny is it ties right back to your three Ps. You know, are you saying it in the right temperament, the right time, with the right tone? And you're probably not. And so now we're reacting and not responding. I think it's a beautiful marriage with what you taught us today and your book. Um, where can people go find your book? Um, who should get your book? It sounds like there's a lot of relationships, but it also sounds like all of these principles can be learned by anybody. So tell us all the things. Listen, you could easily click the link that Mr. Ramon has shared up above the 10 rules for fighting. Who is it for? Anybody that wants to increase their listening skills, their understanding with communication um, to better navigate conflict. And it's not for people that's just in a relationship. Relationships aren't just romantic. They're platonic. They're workroom relationships, relationships with your children. Um, if you apply these rules, you will see an increase in your relationships all the way around. But it's also for those people that your marriage is on the verge of breaking up. You and your, your spouse is on the verge of breaking up. You can't seem to get past the con having these hard conversations without it being this disconnect. People are tired of being disconnected. Why can't we have a hard conversation but still feel that energy and the magnitude of our love without breaking away and feeling detached and feeling discouraged. And so understanding your triggers, it talks about so much in this book, but it's for anybody that's ready to take relationships to the next level. And how you do that is understanding conflict. And I talked a little bit really quick about um, 
communication quick tips. So make sure you check that page out. It is absolutely amazing. And so it, it gives you some, some really good pointers to get you started even today, Alexander. And so they can find it at that link above and it's for anybody that's ready to take their relationships to the next level. Sure, Amy, for the people that are listening to this on the podcast, what's the website? Because uh, all this will actually get transposed and put onto our podcast. So we want our podcast listeners to know how to find your book. Yes. So they just need to go to www.amyrucker.com. I'll update that link to put it on the first page, even right now, um, so that they could see it right then and there and they could download it. Awesome. I love this. Dr. Rowe, over to you. Yes, thank you so much. And Dr. Amy, you know, you've been incredible this morning sharing your words of wisdom. And I know you have lots of women in your network that follow you. And I, I just want to acknowledge, um, even though they're not on the stage, um, the amazing Cora Jakes that has come in here to follow you to listen and, and share this words of wisdom. You, you're just incredible. So I have to ask this before I open it up for questions and answers. Uh, you know, you work with amazing women around the globe. What is one tip that you can provide to women CEOs, men who are leaders, just people in general that struggle in any way going into 2022? Um, as it relates to what we're talking about with conflict and communication, I would say 80% of communication is opposite of speaking. It's found in your body language. It's found in your, your posture, but it's also found in listening. So I'll, I'll say that again. 85% of communication is the opposite of speaking. That's why we have two ears and one mouth. We have to be willing to be more attentive so people can feel valued. We got to stop mentally preparing responses without seeing what the per why the person is talking. We know how we do. We're waiting to rebut or object before we even hear what is being said. Um, we have to make sure that people are feeling heard, their voice and their needs are being met. We have to put away objects that, that, that takes away your attention and focus. And the greatest thing I could say is relationships is the new currency, Dr. Rowe. If you build better relationships, we say it all the time. We said in, in all these different networks, your network, I mean, your network determines your network. So relationships are currency, just like time. Relationships you need, the two things that we need to value the most is the currency of time and the currency of relationships. Both of those are currencies that you forever need to be working on. So if anybody wants to improve their relationships, improve their listening, because most people, Dr. Rowe, are looking for somebody that can just hear what they're being what they are saying. Amen. I concur 100%. And thank you for giving us those words of encouragement. I'd like to give people the opportunity to ask you questions because I'm getting uh, messages on the back channel, but I also want to be respectful to those on the stage. And we have a long queue that's um, also with the hand raiser. And um, Alexander, if you can please help as well. I know you, you are um, just in case I miss seeing people that are flashing, but if you'd like to ask Dr. Amy any question or make a comment, please do flash and uh, we will call on you. Go ahead, Tracy. <clears throat> wow, good morning, champions. This has been so incredible. Um, thank you, Dr. Rowe. 
Amy, this has been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I love what you said about choosing your battles wisely, because that reminds me of what my grandmother used to say. She used to say, honey, just, you know, choose your battles. You know, you can't, you know, you can't get upset about everything. You have to pick and choose uh, your battles. So I love that. And I also love what you said about never speak results that you don't want. Because I say all the time that, you know, you have to speak what you want into existence. So that really resonated with me as well. And I didn't get um, two things that you mentioned earlier. You said conflict exposes three things. And I only um, got the one on character. So can you uh, repeat the other two? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Great question. Thank you so much. Um, conflict, uh, it will reveal the person's heart. It'll reveal their character and it will reveal their motives. Usually when people get into conflict, they'll tell you how they feel. Have you ever got into a, a conflict with a person and they say, well, you're this, this, and this. That's how they've been feeling. And it took something, it took pressure to bring it to surface. And so always listen to what people say when they're upset, because usually they're telling how they truly feel in their heart. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. Alexander, have you identified a couple more? Yeah, so I'm still scrolling up and down. I'm not I'm not seeing any flashes. So if you guys wanna, if you wanna ask a question, go ahead and flash your mics now. I'm slowly going. And we did, I did bring up nine people. Okay, Dr. Love, I saw you flashing, and I heard someone else. Um, who was that? Just say your name. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Love. Looks like Mitzi. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much, Dr. Rowe, Dr. Amy, to each of you that are on the platform and in this room this morning. I am Dr. Carolyn Love from Jacksonville, Florida, and I have thoroughly enjoyed the conversation and all of the points that Dr. Amy and each of you have commented on. What great wisdom, what sound balance teachings and advice, uh, relational across the board, workplace, all of these practical principles can be put into effect immediately. Uh, and I just wanted to applaud Dr. Amy. Uh, I've listened to her um, and have had her even on my, in my club. But what I wanted to say was the great value in understanding that you don't have to be right or you don't have the final have to have the final word and keeping the tone in the conflict um, September 4th of this past year my husband and I celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary and these things if I had known year number one would have made the first three years much better but when you learn better you do better you make changes, you adjust, you read, you, 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 you avail yourself to do better. That's when you want to make the marriage or the relationship work. And so I say to each of you to continue to allow yourself to be built so that you will mature in the capacity to grow in these areas emotionally, um, relational-wise, and in on every aspect of your life. I appreciate 
rooms like these because it gives such a sound and a balanced concept of what relationships, what 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 honesty, what integrity, and what marriage is like. When when I first got married, we didn't have the kinds of social media, television, movies, outlets like we have now. 50 years later, the example of relationship, friendships, uh, and all types of relationships in life are on so many different scales and from the background, the philosophy and what they teach, what they, all of them are not wholesome. So now people can just boldly um, do, see, prepare, participate when life is so different now. So the examples and the solid place of balanced teachings and understanding and opportunity to ask questions, opportunity to say to repeat, all of those things are absolutely necessary for the culture that we're living in. So thank you so much for this time. Thank you for so much for this space. And I speak to relationships. I speak to marriages. I speak to work relationships. Every every relationship that you are part of, that you will be the stronger one. You'll develop the capacity to expand and do better, be better, and make 2022 your best year yet. So I decree and I declare over you that your worst days are over and your best days are ahead of you. I'm Carolyn Boston Love, and thank you for this opportunity to speak. Continue with the great work. You're adding value to society, not just this room. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Love. Would you wow, like to received. Yes, we received that. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Love. Alexander, you had another comment or someone to call on. I know Mitzi is next. Yes, we have we have uh, Mitzi and Kermit who have um, all flashed. So Perfect. we'll go to Mitzi and then over to you, Kermit. Good morning, everyone. Um, oh, Dr. Amy, wow. Um, we, if we could only bottle you up and, and uh, give it away to everyone. I wanted to say that the one thing that you said that just draws me to this room and to the people that help the leadership, the people that help facilitate this room, and I've said to many of you guys, I've sent you messages, and it's the obedience. You guys have a ray of obedience that is like a beacon, and it's the light, and I love it, and I, and I thank you for that. I thank you for being obedient and being on assignment because uh, obedience is much better than sacrifice. And also, um, when you said the it's the hard thing is to unlearn, that is so true. Uh, oftentimes, we, we fall victim of um, tradition, you know, because mama and them did it and, you know, daddy and them did it, so we just do it and we have no clue the harm that we do to ourselves by not being able to just break some of the traditions that are not good for us. And I mean, you should do everything with meaning and understanding. So I just wanted to thank you. Um, you're so awesome, as are the rest of the champions. And uh, I'm mixing and I'm done speaking. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Beautiful share. We have about five more minutes. 
before we have to turn it over. So the next person in queue, I believe, was Kermit. Go ahead. Good morning. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I just heard my name. Yes. Did, did you did you have a question or a comment for Dr. Amy? I think they put you in the queue, or were you just done micing? I heard somebody say my name, and I flashed my mic. But no, I don't have a question. I just appreciate the room and the platform, and that's why I actually set an alarm to wake up to come in here in the middle of the morning before my time to normally wake up. But uh, I just appreciate everybody in the room, and uh, and thank you for allowing me to be here. We appreciate you too. Thank you so very much. You're amazing, uh, Kermit. You're always here faithfully as all the other champions. And Dr. Amy appreciates it too, as well as Alexander. We love our Breakfast with Champions. So, are I think there... Cora has her. Um, I don't know if she wanted to say something. I see her mic open as well. Hi, Miss Cora. Thank you so much for gracing the Breakfast with Champions stage. Appreciate you. Do you have a comment this morning? Not just yet, but I'm here to support my dear sister friend, Dr. Amy, and I expect nothing less than her wisdom has flown through this room today. This is my first time in this room this morning, but I definitely wanted to show my support, but I don't have any comment or question at this time. No problem. We welcome you back any given time in the Breakfast of Champions and welcome for the first time being here. Um, for those of you who know the incredible Cora Jakes, who is the daughter of T.D. Jakes, she's amazing. And uh, Amy, Dr. Amy has some amazing friends who are women of God who do exactly what she does, and that is empower other women for the glory of God. So we welcome you back anytime and thank you for gracing our stage today. Do we have any more last minute comments or questions? We have about three more minutes before I have to turn it over. I see you, Jackie, and uh, I don't know, depending on how long this comment is, we'll end with you. So go ahead, Jackie, then Yeah, thank you so much. Real quick, thank you, Dr. Rowe and Dr. Amy. That was amazing. As I was listening to you, I know many uh, couples could probably relate and, and see some, definitely see some value and take into their relationships. But I'm thinking even as a single uh, female, and as an employer and having many employees underneath me as well, um, you can apply those principles, the things that you talked about with the three T's, uh, the tone, the timing and temperament, that is so valuable even in a workplace, being able to uh, utilize those skills. You know, it's so important as because I'm a boss to so many males and females, the right tone is so critical and timing. So sometimes I see my employees, they do certain things, it's my tone when I post them, the timing, sometimes when I see it, I don't always address it right away and the temperament in which you do things. And so I think this was very key uh, to the things you brought to the table and it can be applied to so many areas of our lives. Thank you so much, Dr. Amy. This is Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. You're absolutely right. Thank you so very much. And then we have Michelle, go ahead. Great morning, everybody. Thank you for allowing me to share the stage. This has been a phenomenal segment this morning, as all of them have been. Uh, but my question is, and I realize it's interesting, the tone, timing, and temperament, uh, the self-reflection, I said, sometimes I get one of them right, but they all need to be in synergy working together to create the outcome that I want. Uh, so I think that's interesting, a point for me to note. But just a point of clarification, you said that people 
when they uh, are upset or angry, they speak kind of what's been sitting there. So how do you balance that with, um, you hear the other aspect of people say things they don't mean when they're, when they're angry or you have to forgive them because they said it in anger. So how do you navigate that to understand the balance and draw what is, is um, actually there um, so you don't internalize it and take it personal. You can take it for face value, or do you need to take it for face value, not to take it for face value and dig deeper? So that's my question. Yeah, great question. Great, great question. So it, it's going to depend on the infraction, right? So you, typically, right, if you, one, that's when you, eva you evaluate a person's character, so you kind of know, and, but think about it like this, Michelle, if the act of infidelity has happened in your relationship, and usually what happens is when they're first during the discovery and disclosure phase, a person is usually going to be out of character because they're not rationally thinking at the moment. So typically you would say, say you might attack the other person or the other woman or the other mate, and you might say things that you typically don't mean. So then that's when you have to rationalize it like, hey, there's been a huge infraction towards you, but if it's a minor fight and we're just having a discord or a disagreement, then that's that's when it's problematic, right? If there's no huge infraction, nobody has been uh, traumatically hurt and there's nothing that's seriously and you just say out some stuff, it's some stuff you've been feeling versus like you get hit with, you find out your husband was cheating or you find out your wife is cheating and now you're like, whoa, and you're taking on all of this emotion. So that at that point, they might not be rational and that's when you take it at face value, like you said, versus really making it personal and making it mean something to you. But if a person just, you guys are having a conversation and they say, well, that's why you do this. You get on my nerves. They're not, they're telling, they're actually speaking the truth at that time. Does that make sense, Miss Michelle? Yes, it does. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Amy, for spending this hour with us. The last hour, you have been absolutely incredible. I can't tell you how many back channel messages and uh, other messages we've received of how great and invaluable not only your three T's were, but you yourself. May we just give her a warm thank you again for being here on the Breakfast with Champions table, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Amazing. Yes. Thank you so much again, Dr. Amy. Thank you so much for co-hosting and standing in for Trevor Alexander. I appreciate you. Thank you, audience. Thank you, Cora Jakes, for visiting the Breakfast with Champions. And everyone else, you are in the Breakfast with Champions Millionaire Breakfast Club. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.